This is from Newer with Love, the podcast that aims to help you discover the light within you because you're awesome, living the life you deserve, and loving who you are. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of From Newer with Love the space where I share tools and tips and some lessons that you and I both can use to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and live more fulfilled, courageous lives, inshallah. I really have loved reading all your comments and the messages that you guys have been sending me. I love hearing you say, I see myself in this and having these wonderful moments of reflection and these moments of Aha, I finally get it. Keep those comments going and keep reflecting on yourself. It's a wonderful journey that you're on and keep on moving forward, my sister. I want to thank you all for joining me today. In today's episode, we're going to talk about creating balance in our lives. We will take a deep and hard look into what balance is not, what it is, how we can create it in our lives, and what Islam has to teach us about living a balanced life, inshallah. I remember a time in my life when I was this woman with a victim mentality. I could not understand why everything was happening to me. I really thought I was doomed for a life of nothing but hardship and that people were using me. And quite often they were, but I created that situation. Over and over again in my personal and professional relationships, I was victimized. I had a lot of success at work, but there were elements of victimization by those who feared my talents and successes. And I allowed that to happen because I did not create boundaries for those people. And this mindset that I had naturally led to a great deal of imbalance in my life. I saw this reflected in my personal life, my professional life, my academic life, and most of all, my spiritual life. My relationship with Allah was not good at all. Even after I became a Muslim, I struggled in my life and especially in my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What I had going for me was a willingness to be introspective. I sought out the patterns and I realized, hey, wait a minute. This result, this situation that you're in now is the same as what you experienced before and that time before that. And that criticism you got, someone else said that to you too. And it was because of my willingness to look inside of myself that I decided I needed to go to therapy. I was broken. I spent quite a significant amount of time in therapy with an amazing Muslim Muslim therapist May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward her. I mean, she really changed my life. But I'm the one who did the hard work of healing. And when I say hard work, I'm talking about the hardest work of my life. I also took stock of my relationships with people and with Allah. And I made small but consistent changes that benefited me. Now, what's the purpose of me sharing this with you? It's simple. Nothing was going to change in my life until I changed. And in order for me to change, I had to be honest with myself. And for me, that meant that at that time, I did need therapy because I had experienced some traumas in my life. And I do not say that with any shame, with any guilt, because I gave myself what I needed. We have a tendency to put people down. 
to belittle them when they're not okay, to tell them that they need to be okay all the time. Have you ever experienced that? Have you been on the receiving end of that? Or have you at times perhaps been the one giving it? As a life coach, I work with women who want to move forward. Life coaching isn't about digging up the past. That's what therapy is for. I myself, once I healed through therapy, sought out a life coach to get the best out of myself. And as a life coach myself, I'm approached by three different type of women. The type of woman who's blaming everyone for her issues in her life. The woman who wants change, but she's scared, but she's beginning to have that self-awareness. And that woman who is ready to make that change no matter what. The most successful ones are those who are willing to make that change no matter what. Now, what does all of this have to do with balance? The balance we have in our life or the lack thereof is all related to our mindset. That's why I said to you that nothing was going to change until I changed. And in order for me to change, I needed to be painfully and truthfully honest with myself. We create a lack of balance in our lives. And we can, and some of us do, create balance in our lives. We are responsible for our lives. Now I want you to do the same. Grab something to write with, a pen, piece of paper, your phone, and ask yourself these questions. How does balance look like in my life? Contemplate on that. Be truthful with yourself. Once you've done that, ask the question, how would having balance in my life make me feel? And then follow that with what role do I have in creating balance in my life? Go ahead and hit pause and work it out before continuing with the rest of the podcast. I want you to get real insight into your own self. These questions are simple yet powerful questions that are designed to create self-awareness. Self-awareness is essential to balance in our lives. Why? Well, let's explore a case study. One of my clients came to me saying she didn't have enough time to do all the things she needed and wanted to do. And this was really causing her stress and guilt. Plus, it was impacting on her productivity. Through coaching, she became aware of the fact that she was giving her business-related tasks all the same priority without actually intending to do that. Her self-awareness led her to being able to create time management schedule that prioritizes her business task in a way that she's being strategic and planning without compromising her core values. And that led her to being freed from unnecessary stress and mom guilt, alhamdulillah. That came through self-awareness. She first went through the process of understanding what it was that she was feeling, what mindset was associated with that, and then overcoming that mindset and setting very clear goals and actions and holding herself accountable. And within a week, she started to turn things around. Now, let's say that my client would have refused to be introspective and refused to work on her mindset 
and just consider everything to be okay, not her fault. What do you think the outcome would have been? She simply would have remained stuck in the same position, increasing her stress levels, her mom guilt, and this would have increasingly impacted on her marriage, her kids, and her business. If you're stuck and you're ready to make that shift, take a challenge you to challenge yourself and ask yourself, what's the payoff for staying stuck? One of the major payoffs of staying stuck is that you don't need to confront yourself and you get to stay in the blame game. And this space can be comfortable, especially once you've gotten used to it. I told you I was going to keep it real with you. And I can feel that tinge in your heart telling you that I'm right. And then I ask you, what will you do to get unstuck? Now, if you're starting to feel really uncomfortable now, that's a strong indication that you need to create change in your life. Nobody is coming to rescue you, my sister. You need to get up and make that first move yourself. I love my clients and I love seeing them grow and transform, but they are the ones who do the work. It's a partnership between us. And the most successful women are those who keep moving forward. And it doesn't matter how small the goal is, how small the step is, they keep moving forward. And before you know it, they are so far from where they started, they can't even see where they came from. Back to the question of how does balance look in your life? For me in the past, I remember a time that balance just looked so unattainable because I was stuck in imbalance. And imbalance looked chaotic. It looked like many things that I started, projects, writing, dreams, but nothing that came to completion. It looked like me trying to run a marathon at warp speed. So I never had the energy to carry it through and I got burned out and I got disappointed in myself. How did balance feel? Balance felt like a dream that I wanted, a dream that I desperately needed, but I didn't have. And the imbalance of it by asking myself the question, how does balance feel? I knew what I wanted and I felt it, but I also felt what I didn't have. I felt the power of the imbalance and that felt horrible, painful, choking. I felt like a caged bird. And I remember one day walking past the zoo at dusk. And there were these birds chirping away in their cages. I took a video and I posted it on my Instagram with the caption. Why does the cage bird sing? Because she remembers what it felt like to be free. Healing can be messy and it takes time. Healing, like I said, is for therapy and coaching is for where you are today and where you want to go tomorrow. Coaching happens quite often after the healing process. But sometimes with some people, 
they can go hand in hand. But you have to be willing to move forward in the coaching process. I myself started coaching when I was in therapy, but I was hungry. I was hungry to move forward. That's what I did with my coach. And with my therapist, I worked out the issues of the past. Now, elements of the past inevitably come up in coaching because we are our experiences. But the big difference is that a coach will guide you towards where you want to go instead of talking about digging up the past of where you were. So you get to see those experiences of the past in a different way. You get to see how you can change your mindset and keep on moving forward. And not only can you see it, but you can feel it. And it's when you're starting to feel it that you start to make progress and move forward. And sometimes it can be really uncomfortable. Sometimes you might need to make that goal a bit smaller so that you can handle it. But as long as you keep moving forward, that is what really matters. That is progress. Today, what does balance look like in my life? Well, it looks like cotton candy, pink cotton candy, without any guilt, without any pain. It looks like being closer to Allah than I have ever been before in my life. And knowing that I will continue to work on getting even closer to Rabbi. It looks like clear boundaries, first and foremost with myself, to not compromise my boundaries for anyone. It looks like a better relationship with my loved ones and with myself, alhamdulillah. It looks like being full of confidence and going for that dream that I have every day and making it happen without being held back by critical self-thought. Of course, of course, I have my moments of doubt, but they don't last long. And it doesn't get me down because I reframe it. I work on that mindset. I fine tune it and I keep on pushing forward. I have reclaimed control over my mind, my body, my heart and my soul. Balance looks like empowerment. And how does it feel? Ooh, it feels so awesome. So incredibly awesome. I could just go to a rooftop and scream how awesome it feels. And why does it feel so awesome? Because I know what it feels like to live an unbalanced life. And I know the blood, sweat and tears that it took to get where I am now. And I celebrate that moment every single day by the choices that I make for myself. And there's no guilt in making smart choices for yourself. Balance in your life is taking those wonderful ideas that you have in your mind and manifesting them in your life. Balance also increases your trust and reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When your life is unbalanced and you are feeling out of control, it really impacts on how you think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I can't make time. I can't get things under control. That I can't is translated into, I don't really deep down in my heart believe that Allah will do it for me. 
or sometimes I don't think I'm worthy of it. Trust me, sister, I know this is hard for you to hear. And those of you who are ready for change, embrace that change. If you're not ready, just keep on making dua. Keep on trying to get yourself to a place of readiness. But I encourage you, take action. Even if that action is only dua, start off with that. But take consistent action. And I really encourage you to translate those duas into real action. And for those sisters who are scared, but they feel like this change needs to happen, you make it happen. You make it happen and you keep making it happen. Because if you don't, nothing is going to change for you. I realized that when I started my own journey of being coached, that I didn't have enough faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this idea horrified me. But I decided I was going to turn that around. I used that horror as my fuel to keep on pushing me forward. I decided to move forward and away from that scarcity mindset. And I remembered the hadith. I am as my servant thinks I am. This is so powerful to me because when I reflect on it and I ask myself, what do you really think about Allah? I realize my views were tainted by my own self-doubt. Literally, the moment I let go of these limiting beliefs, things started to happen for me. Doors started opening and I began to dream big like the little girl that I used to be. Dreaming big without fears. And from there, my mind started to expand and become more creative. But most importantly, I had inner peace. My acts of ibadah that were so hard for me before started to become easy. And I began adding on voluntary acts of ibadah, those moments of real hardship. And trust me, sisters, I have faced some doozies. Even this 2020 became bearable because I was in a place of balance. And I'm also very mindful of the fact that I must keep myself humble and continue always to strive towards Allah. May he purify my intentions, my heart, and keep me humble, Amin. And please do make dua for me, sisters. Getting to where I am today was hard. It was painful. It was uncomfortable. And it was super duper duper scary. But it was so worth it. On Monday, the 21st of December, 2020, I will be releasing an IGTV video in which I talk about the darkest time in my life. And I'll take a moment to reintroduce myself to you guys. I want to talk about that moment because I want to show you guys what is possible. That time was so incredibly painful, so incredibly painful. And there's a lot of shame associated with it. But by having the courage to face myself, to get the help that I needed, and to continue to work on myself with my own life coach, I found a balance in my life. I found a creativity. I found this great source helping me. Alhamdulillah. 
And I'm so grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm so grateful for the people who have helped me on this journey. Because the life that I'm living now is one that I dreamed of. And now it's mine, alhamdulillah. Never lost complete hope. Despite the fact that that time of my life that I'm going to talk about on Monday was really dark, I could always see the light. The light was far away. It was a little tiny speck in the distance. But I kept on telling myself that if you keep on moving forward towards that light, you're eventually going to get there. Every time I was beat down and I felt like I couldn't do it and everything felt so hopeless and painful, I kept telling myself, keep on moving towards that light. And that light represented the life that I knew I wanted to have. And there were many, many times that I got beat back several steps, but I always managed to pick myself up and keep on stepping forward because that was the only way that I would eventually have the life that I wanted. And I didn't want to stay stuck. I didn't want to be complacent. I didn't want to just be like, okay, I'm going to stay here because here is comfortable. That wasn't good enough for me. I am reminded of a speech by Dr. Martha Luther King Jr. that he gave to a group of students. He said, life for none of us has been a crystal stair, but we must keep moving. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. And sister, that's what I'm telling you to do. And that's what I did. I kept on moving. I kept on asking, begging, pleading with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide me. And then I sought the help that I knew I needed in order to get where I wanted to go. I did the hard work and now I'm living a balanced life. That was my payoff. And our deen has laid the foundation of a balanced life. It is one in which we choose moderation in everything. Moderation in our worship, trying to improve our worship. Self-development helps you to be a better and more balanced slave of Allah. Our deen teaches us that a balanced life means living a fulfilled and joyous life. Allah wants us to embrace the abundance and the blessings he is offering us. And abstaining from the joys and pleasures of life, thinking it's piety, is a contradiction of what Allah has told us he wants for us. In Surah Ibrahim, Ayah 7, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and remember when your Lord proclaimed, if you are grateful, I will certainly give you more. But if you are ungrateful, surely my punishment is severe. A balanced life is one in pursuit of the pleasure of Allah and obeying him. And it is equality. When you find inequality crossing your path, or if you're inflicting inequality, replace it with love, tolerance, forgiveness for the sake of Allah. Balance is knowing who you are. It's fulfilling the purpose that Allah has created for you with the talents that he's given you. And it's being in service of others. 
Use your talents for a force of good for the sake of Allah. This is how I approach my life coaching. I do it for the sake of Allah, with the intention of earning his pleasure in service of those I coach. The power of this intention influences every part of my life and has helped me to create balance. I don't worry about who sees me. I do it for the sake of Allah, for his pleasure. My choice to do the right thing and to strive for excellence in what I'm doing is fulfilling what Islam has taught me. And this is so liberating. It frees me from the shackles of an imbalanced life. Alhamdulillah. Doing the right thing thing in life can be doubtful and difficult and sometimes no one will support you but your reward is peace and the pleasure of the lord of the worlds a balanced life is one of humility and hope it is trusting your own voice it is taking responsibility for your own happiness it's a laughter until your belly hurts during the good times and it's tears during the sad times it's a listening to that inner whisper of your heart guiding you as long as you are willing to listen it is remembering and honoring who you really are it is through steadfastness during hard times and a willingness to continually self-reflect and to create self-awareness especially during those hard times that we continue to grow it is stability and by that I mean creating balance between your worship of Allah and your dunya and being stable in both of them. It's free of overwhelming fear and it's forward moving, always forward moving. Despite any hardships, my sisters, it's moving forward, forward, forward. And I want to take a moment to reflect on the power that forgiveness has in creating balance in your life. Now, some of you who have been listening to this podcast know that my father was murdered. And I discussed that in great detail in episode six, The Power of Forgiveness. I forgave my father's murderer. And my dad, he was my hero. I always say he was the greatest love of my life. I adored that man. And yet I was willing to forgive the man who had brutally murdered him. And you may ask why, because that forgiveness set me free and helped me to draw closer to Allah. And I am in need of Allah's forgiveness. By forgiving him, I created space for balance in my life because I didn't have any negativity bringing down my mindsets and seeking forgiveness from others that you've hurt. Those things are powerful powerful in creating balance. Well, sisters, we really went deep today. Before we say goodbye, there are a few questions that I want you to reflect on. I want you to think back to an experience that really hurt you and impacted on your mindset and ask yourself this, what have I learned from that experience? How might it add value to my life now and add value to my life in the future? I Pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitates creating balance in your life. And I want to thank you so much for listening today. Please send me a message. Share the outcome of your self-reflection because I really, really want to hear from you. My new Instagram account is actually the same account. I just changed the handle to Life Coaching with Noor. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast 
share it and look out for more beneficial conversations. Follow me on Instagram where I will continue to post beneficial content and where we can continue this conversation. So you know what guys, keep that feedback coming and those comments coming. And remember, we are a sisterhood. I am your sister in Islam. And when I say that I believe in you, let me repeat that sister. And when I say that I believe in you, and I love you for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's because I really do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help you to be reflective, to create that balance in your life, to draw closer to Him, and to have that life of your dreams that you deserve. Amin. My name is Noor M. Fox. And you have been listening to From Noor with Love. Much love.